0: Outside, we couldn't see it from our vantage point.
1: fans and welcome back to our vantage point the retro wrestling podcast this is monday january 23rd 2017 i'm joe Morata, and i'm glad to be back with you mr michael quinn glad to be back with you what do you got what are you drinking there Uh, i got a swiss miss the new
2: (laughs) official sponsor of our vantage point (laughs) (laughs) not really but we're swiss
1: miss we're coming for you. <laughs> we're coming for you, Swiss Miss. <laughs> Folks, we're happy to be back with you here on the Place to Be Nation. Paul, oh. perhaps you're listening to us there. We're in the place. We're in that place. Okay, we're they've right in, there. They've invited us in a few weeks ago. We've been sitting around this place to be. I've been enjoying their guest room a lot. I, it's a really they're, nice guest. Good facilities around here in the place. Very good. <laughs> uh, the reading material in the bathroom is excellent. An excellent. Day. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, so if you haven't checked out the Place to Be Nation yet, I encourage you to do so. There's some great podcasts there. I like some good Great stuff content, and what? we're happy to be a member of that family. Yeah. If you like hearing about
2: wrestling, like this show,
1: yeah, you can hear more about wrestling over there. All kinds of wrestling. Of course, I'd like to remind you you can find us on the Twitter at OVP Podcast. You can email us if you still use the email. Uh, www.email.web. <laughs>
2: what is, what is,
1: what is Our, the well, email, Lee? Is? Ours is OVP Podcast at gmail.com. That is OVP Podcast at gmail.com. Quinn, I understand where some other places you can tell
3: there people. There are
1: various maybe. other Locals, so you can find us
2: um, on the internet.
1: <laughs> on the internet, yeah. These are all on the internet, everyone. right? Not Just in the library. To, yeah,
2: you can't. It's, you don't. You can't mail away for like a <laughs> cassette tape of this podcast. But you can get it over at iTunes. Yes. Google Play Music. Yes, right. And Stitcher. Where else? Uh, Blueberry uh, FM. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree, Gorilla. Um, and of course ovpPodcast That's, that's the, right. The, the central HQ of. That's OVP right. Podcast.
1: Everything there, including a link to the, that video site, Uvideo.com. Uh, you, you what's it called? YouTube. <laughs> yeah, yes, that's There's right. a link yeah. to our YouTube. Right. We got
2: some promos up if you want to have some visual aids.
1: Yeah, visual aids are always nice. Uh, it's kind of like a best of, like, little 15-minute clip. We you know, one day, videos. one day we got to get Joey Styles to be our webmaster over there because <laughs> I don't really want to have anything to do with him I, right now. I
2: mean, I'm just doing it myself. I'm not a. I'm not much of a master. In the, I'm like a web, Uh, you know, a like- prank. Apprentice Apprentice, or what would it be in Japan like if you were being a young boy? No, no, no. Like uh, if Mr. Fuji was teaching me, I'd be the learner. Mr. Fuji. Mustard Fuji. Yes. If Fuji was teaching me, I would be the guy learning on the webmaster front.
1: Oh, folks. That Swiss miss is really giving Quinn a run for his money over there. It's making me run wild. (laughs) Running wild here on the podcast in the place to be. In the place to be. I also want to remind you this Upcoming Thursday, the one, the only godfather of the Smarks, Scott oh. Keith, will be back with us for the Royal Rumble special. Oh, my favorite
2: match of the year, and Scott's going to be here to help That's us right. out That's right, Scott
1: will be there with us, uh, flying in from a s-
2: s- s- Saskatoon, right? <laughs> I thought we were doing that live from somewhere else. Didn't we say that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember where we said, but... We'll be talking about some oh, memories. Japan. Japan, we're doing... We're doing the Royal Rumble show with Scott <laughs> oh, yeah? in Japan. I didn't know that. Yeah, we gotta Alfred co- arrange that. we got to cover the Japanese Royal Rumble. That's just a, a Royal Rumble in reverse,
1: but it's just a Battle Royal because it's in reverse. I think we're going to start the show now. <laughs> <laughs> the first segment is called One Thing I Miss. And, uh, Quinn, I think you'll like this. Oh, will I? This is something I miss, folks, and it's not ever going to happen again, I don't think. I can't foresee well, a time where this happens well, again. Well, that's a
2: sad note to start off. I'm
1: sorry. But I figure we can reminisce and, and talk about, you know, maybe uh, our enjoyment of this or, or um, you know, some of the logistics of it or maybe the benefits of it. Okay. One thing I miss from, from the 80s and ninety early 90s, is televised house shows. Ooh.
2: Yeah, I mean, it kind of happens now. I wouldn't say it doesn't. Remember, like, that, like, weird thing that was on the
1: network where Brock Lesnar beat up Kofi Kingston? Yeah, I understand that. But I'm talking about back in the 80s, folks, you would have monthly televised shows you're talking about the old msg shows from the msg but not only that quinn they had um the boston garden was televised on pretty much a monthly basis Yeah, philadelphia spectrum was televised
2: and something up in canada probably Right, there was
1: always um toronto was televised sometimes the um st louis was televised los angeles was televised you know what's interesting about those shows yeah is the like sometimes they have like weird local hosts like, that is one that was the see that, yeah. this is why we are the fastest growing <laughs> weekly episodic retro wrestling audio podcast in the world Quint yeah because we just feel each other <laughs> okay yeah well, that was why is one, that where you were going with that that was going to be the next thing I said is there was a local flavor to some of these yeah you got the Duke of Dorchester he there. was always there he was only in Boston he sucked
0: I just
1: blew it out Oh, he was terrible., Yeah, he's pretty bad. But one thing I was going to mention about Philly is I don't know if you remember him as much, Quinn, but Dick Graham always hosted Philly. This
0: is Dick Graham, along with my good friend and former pro wrestler. Lord Alfred Lord. Hayes. Lord Alfred, Lord Alfred, <laughs> Lord Alfred Hayes, he's aboard. He was no, an older remember.
1: gentleman wrestling announcer. I don't really
2: remember him. I, I kind of the name sounds familiar. I remember Ron
1: Trongard, Rod Trongard from Rod, the AWA. Ron, My, Ron. Rod, Rod.
0: <laughs> and hello again, everyone, from the sports mecca of the world, and a happy President's Day, everyone. I'm Rod Trongard, along with Lord Alfred Hayes.
1: Yeah. he would migrate over to WWF uh, for a year or two. Now that was in the Canadian market. No, he, that? he did MSG. Okay. He did. He was part of some horrible He's, car crash commentary teams, like Billy Graham and Lord oh Alfred Hayes. It was terrible.
2: Anytime you had the Duke and like lord alfred or something like that like some weird combination lord, of
1: Al- yeah lord alfred if gorilla wasn't there lord alfred is or mooney uh G- lord alfred's hard to listen did to did mean
2: gene do any of those like he where he was the commentator gene. not just the yes. interviewer
0: well what a night tonight i i don't mind telling you i am very much looking forward to this gigantic fifty thousand dollar battle royal so
1: I wanted to um just explain a few things about this So, folks. Basically, what you would get is in your local, you know, territory or whatever. Let's say you lived in the New York area. Right. Or an area that had the MSG network. Yeah. It was it, a cable network. That,
2: no, this wasn't a territory system. This was like the WWF's, right. like,
1: mini territories or whatever. And what they would do is they would run a card two, three hour show mm-hmm. on the MSG network in, in the New York area obviously, and you'd have th- this is kind of how they were. They were better than your average episode of like superstars in terms of uh, star attraction usually. They were like an enhanced Saturday Night's Main Event. There you go. Yeah. It was not pay-per-view caliber, but you'd usually have some kind of hot feud. There would be a blow off or two. Yeah. um, You'd get some good Hogan matches out of that. Yeah. um, I, I really
2: like them. A lot of them are on the network actually. Yeah. And a lot of them, um, you know what I like about them is sometimes when they would have feuds like for example I would always get upset and I know we brought this one up I don't know why this one keeps coming up but I'd always get annoyed that You know how Piper always had this big problem with Teddy DiBiase? I'm like, why didn't they fight each other at pay-per-view? They
1: did at MSG, though, didn't they?
2: But they did at MSG. They, did they at had MSG. a big blow-off at, at MSG, which is just, it's weird. Why would you, that seems like that was the central
1: feud, not like uh, Virgil. Yeah, I know. As much. And, uh, you know, out of these MSG shows, folks, I, I guess, you know, WrestleMania 1, If you really look at it, it was shot, like, if you visually look at WrestleMania 1, that's how the house shows looked.
2: Well, that's, yeah, it looks like their monthly MSG show just, like, enhanced because it's got celebrities, basically.
1: And better matches, higher caliber matches. Yeah, it's a super card. It's a a super card. But these these monthly MSG shows, I love watching these. Sometimes I actually fall asleep to them. Yes, I'm serious. uh, Because there's tons of them on YouTube also, the ones that aren't on the network. Yeah. And I, I was watching one the other day from july of 87 right random summer msg show and it had lord alfred and gorilla on commentary i I could dig that commentary yeah and i love this kind of stuff because you get matches that they might pick a few of them and throw them on the prime time right but you get the full card it's like this is your wrestling card and it's like two hours of action i always love this
2: is another thing i love about them is that they have their own openings it's yes, like, they do. This is on the MSG network. Absolutely, it's like, and all this like space and all this, you know, <laughs> space, something yeah. with space and
1: lines going through the air. Sure, and of course they like, televised like we were saying. They televised Boston Garden shows in the same vein. Yeah, that was on Nesson, If I Nessin recall. and on the Prism Network was the Philadelphia Spectrum shows. Okay, yeah, and they did a bunch of different network. I haven't seen all of them, obviously. Now, did
2: you always notice that the rings were somewhat different at each of them? Like, yes. remember the Boston
1: one had that weird stare with the railing on it. The Boston. The one had the weird stare with the railing. It also had that very distinct parquet floor, you know, that yeah. the wood floor and the, for the, the basketball. The,
2: spectrum, the if I recall, the middle, weird, the middle of the ring yep. had, like, a Spectrum logo on it. It did. Like, it
1: absolutely did. And which that, is
2: weird. And like. Like,
1: and like I said, for the Spectrum shows, Dick Graham was always the announcer. Sometimes they'd send Monsoon over there with them. Yeah. But you'd get, like, a weird grab bag of announcers. And this is one of the things I like about the televised house shows, Quinn. There's character there is different
2: each location networks. MSG it, like i was saying with the with the way it looked is like the MSG one is you always had the distinct middle entrance way in the background
1: you did and you also also had the MSG security guards that would walk the guys down the short aisle
2: the other thing was the interviews would take place almost right in gorilla position correct that was yep. another thing
1: and a lot of the times they'd show shots of the people walking from the backstage remember we were just watching that show with the Bull Nakano and Dump Matsumoto. Yo, that... That blew that, your mind. That blew... Boom. Like I
2: didn't know Bull Nakano was like a punk rocker in Gee. the WWF in the mid-80s.
1: What? Folks, any tweet that what? you notice on our Twitter that about got Bull... got a bunch of retweets. Did you see that? Yeah. That's like, always from me. I mean, I, I'm not taking credit for it. I'm, yeah. absol- I'm absolving Quinn of it. That's fine. <laughs> I know you're a big Bull Nakano fan. I love fan. Bull Nakano. Love yeah. you, Bull.
2: yeah. And that's what you meant about, like, the, it's different. It's like, different. You'll like,
1: see stuff that they didn't even put on primetime.
2: Yeah. You know? But just a bizarre, like, I had no... And there was another women's... um, Women's... Yeah,
1: there was other Japanese, Japanese women at that match. show. This like, six, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah I, I,
2: Very strange. I don't strange. know if that was Vince, like, trying to capitalize on the jumping bomb angels. I don't know if that was. kind of wanted to expand
1: it, and then it just didn't work. I haven't looked into it enough. But, yeah. folks, as the... Eighties started to end. What happened with these televised house shows? As the market for them kind of dried up, house show attendance, it kind of collapsed. <laughs> yeah, started to fall off. So basically, what you ran into is, um, I think the Garden stopped televising in '89. I want to say.
2: Well, there was that weird Garden one that wasn't televised. The Boston
1: Garden. I mean. Oh in no, 89. I meant
2: Madison Square Garden. What's that one with the Undertaker on the picture on on the network? Well, here's know? yeah, it's here, like that
1: late one. Sure. Here, here's what I was going to say. So the Boston Garden stopped televising around '89. Spectrum, I think, right around the same time, MSG held on until ninety two. Yeah, and I love those early, like I love the 91, 92 ones, Quinn. Yeah, because it's Gorilla and Bobby. It's great. Yeah, that I those agree. are the, fun. Because yeah, they bring their TV crew for that. Yes, it, and it's like a real thing, and you get a peek into like the in between era. Like you have stuff from like right after Royal Rumble ninety two, but before WrestleMania, so you yeah. get some the, development. The Rockers,
2: there. Um, their their transition yes. from Michaels becoming heel is like part of the MSG show, which is cool. it is,
1: and and in fact, Michaels has his um his George Gershwin you know Rhapsody in Blue music at one of those MSG shows. That's a,
2: that's a, like in ninety two, but January, in, but in yeah, the, in the December of ninety one, one or October or something. They 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 keep hinting
1: the breakup. Yeah, I think, it's, I think it's October or November. Yeah, Yep, yeah, okay. absolutely. So MSG's last televised one was I believe March twenty third, ninety two.
2: Now what's that Man. weird 1996 one? Was that even on TV? What what is that? So I'm
1: sitting at home in March of 1997. I'm looking on the <laughs> pay-per-view. Ch- what was the TV Guide channel? But before it was called that, the preview channel. The I pre- think
2: that's what it was called before yes, on Comcast. the Comcast channel. Now it's Pop TV. But yeah, but
1: no one watches it.
2: Yeah. Well, pop if they TV. like Shits Creek, that's the name of the show. I'm not that's not explicit. It's S C H I T T
1: S. I have no words for that.
2: The same network as TNA, by the way.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, on the TNA TDI is Shit's Creek, all yeah. right. So, I'm sitting at home in March of 1997. I'm 11 years old then, mm-hmm. and I'm watching the preview channel. What do I see coming up? Scrolling through on on the MSG network. Did it, did it lock in? You know how it used to lock. <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah. Every
2: like few every seconds, every three, lock. it <laughs> locks in. Locked in and you saw it?
1: And it says, WWF Wrestling. Hmm. And I'm like, what is this? So I turn it on. I you saw that. I, I never saw it. that until later. And it's an MSG show, folks. March of 1997, like a week or two before WrestleMania yeah. 13. And it shot... Just like nothing ever changed yeah, from like the just, 80s or 90s. It's a weird show because it's like, here's
2: the regular, like, you'd see on Raw at that time period, but it's shot like it's MSG from 89. Exactly. Like, and it's, it's bizarre. It <laughs> is.
1: It's really weird. And that's the last time they did something in that vein. I don't know why it was a one time only. There's one
2: other one
1: from yeah. that era and it's that weird one when they were in India or whatever that was Kuwait Kuwait that whole thing is is something to behold let me tell you <laughs> it's about a mess that. there so Quinn overall what are your thoughts on televised houses do you think they added to a viewing experience back then do you think they helped
2: I do because I think that in the area that was seeing them I think it would it, it's a good um refresher of like yeah we didn't forget about you and like it's just, it's nice. It's nice little hype thing. And it, it is. And it, I don't feel like now with the network, it feels more than ever they would have the opportunity to do that because they don't have to, there's no television barriers. They can right. just, they could just, you know, take a camera or, or two with them, mm-hmm. have two angles and a backstage thing. And just, if they're going to, if they're going to be doing these shows, you know, what is it? Four days a week? Yeah. Put some of them on TV. That's what I would yeah, figure- like, I you don't. Think, they don't need high production value. You don't need to make the entrance all stupid, like on Raw. Like you just have what they take. To that's just, exactly yeah, right. Just have what they have with them.
1: One of the things I liked about it was the
2: character. Now NXT is doing that. They take cameras to their house shows, yes, and they sometimes do. they'll show you matches that will happen at their house shows. And the camera angles are
1: limited. I, we when we saw them in Ensbury Park, they had a, a yeah. They little have camera. They or actually two. have two. It looks like, yeah. but they,
2: that's it. There's no, I think there's a handheld and a uh, a
1: stationary. I think that's exactly right. And they had yeah. a bullshit set. Remember, they had like a TV. That yeah. was the Tron. It was nope. like just a TV. That's the NXT one that WWE is a little fancier,
2: but it, <laughs> yeah. it's not much better. If you've seen it, if you if you actually, what's interesting now is now that the social media exists. The WWE actually takes pictures of every single one of their house shows, posts them up on the internet the night they appear, and then they like put a hashtag for that house show so people can discuss it. But what's nice about that is if you go to that house show, you can always look up hashtag and and, and you have memories. It's like, oh, I was at that,
1: you know? I think that's a great idea. Yeah. And maybe that's the modern equivalent now of televising house shows because honestly, as much as I'd like to see something like that come back, I don't think there's an audience for it, Quinn. I think, people I think the have network a hard enough will time. always need content. The network's always going to need even content. Even if not
2: a lot of people watch it, it's still an advertising point. Get exclusive
1: sure. matches on the network. But they won't even dump the rest of their old content up there. Primetime is still stuck in 87. Now, here's... I, Not to go too
2: long here, but... We're fine. But the thing with the whole... The reason why it actually takes them long is because they actually put true post-production into every retro thing they put up believe it or not they actually like old school mentality where it's got to be a finished product
1: what are so, they doing to these so
2: someone's scrubbing through it making sure there's nothing offensive or whatever and they're the tape's not shitty there's no weird like problems defects with it. right yeah sure. so like there is a guy at at In Connecticut, like, that has—that's why it's taking so long. So, like, as you see it go up, it seems to me that there's a guy that's just—he's he's he's one focused on one show in the past right now, and he's going—and he's scrubbing through every day. But stuff is going up. Stuff does go up, yes, I know.
1: Even, like, in the last month, there's been new, updated stuff. There has. Yeah. So, overall, Quinn— I miss the idea of these televised house shows, but I think you you put together a nice little recipe there, what you just said, where how they take all the pictures now of their house shows, they hashtag them, yeah. people can hashtag them, yeah. and they film everything just in case. Kind of. Not th-
2: every everything. No, but- I
1: know, but they at least get some kind of documentation of everything, right? Somewhat, yeah. I think that's good enough, as much as I miss the televised house shows, and the... The, you know, the, this is a small little nugget for you. That was kind of how it felt. you know what Yeah, I mean? like, and I would love that small little nugget to maybe have a weekly feature on the network. It's here's one of the house shows from this week. Yeah, that or even like a match or something. Yeah. That's what we were saying, I think, a couple of weeks ago about a, a show like Primetime. Yeah, a show like Primetime is work. very, no pun intended,
2: but it's very prime. It's a very prime time for a primetime kind of show.
1: Would people watch it, though?
2: I think they would if they could here's the thing is if they could get a creative commentary crew together like I love Graves and Phillips just because it's I hate Phillips but I love that Graves <laughs> shits on them the whole time if they could have like a nice little like they're sitting in the control room and it's just the heel commentator like acting ridiculous the whole time <laughs> like and that and then and here's the match or whatever so it's
1: basically a like prime time yeah basically all right yeah we'll be back right after this Madison Square Garden Network presents the World
0: Wrestling Federation! On soon, along with Bobby the Brain Heenan, here in Madison Square Garden, brain another golden opportunity for the Macho Man Randy Savage to once again get his hands on Jake the Snake Roberts. Uh, is Miss Elizabeth in the garden? She certainly is. Well, I want to see what's going to happen to the Hitman when he gets in the ring with the Undertaker. I think you're going to have to call him
3: the Dead Man.
0: All kinds of big bouts coming down here in Madison Square Garden. Let's get things underway. Let's go to our ring announcer Howard Finkel. Why? You're listening to Our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. The fastest growing weekly episodic retro wrestling audio podcast in the world.
1: And welcome back to Our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. Glad to have you with us as Monday, January 23rd, 2017. What a Monday it is. What a Monday it is. Quinn, how's that Swiss mistreating you?
2: Oh, it's it's done. I I housed it. (laughs) (laughs) It was... It was very Swiss, and it was very Miss.
1: Now, is it Switzerland Miss? Is that what it is? I
2: think so. Um, I think the the Sound of Music ladies like, wandering (laughs) around in the cup. (laughs) The Von Trapp family is involved in this somehow. They're they're in this show now, immortalized, in episode 15.
1: (laughs) Folks, uh, again, glad to have you with us, glad to be in the place to be. They've been Mm. very accommodating to us here. Great facilities, great green room. It's been nice here. The faculties are good. (laughs) Yeah, the faculties. (laughs) Nice coffee machine. Yeah. And, of course, you can check us out on Twitter at OVP Podcast. We love hearing from you. Yeah, we love it. If you request something, we will do our best to get to it. We really try to get back to the people who talk to us. We really do. We really mean it.
2: Yeah, if if we miss you, we're really sorry, but we actually really try. I, I have it open on my phone one whole time.
1: Yeah, so do I. If I like s- to
2: see what you fans have to say.
1: I do, too. And if we Swiss miss you, that's Quinn's fault. I'm sorry. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. Yeah. Uh, so, folks, um, we're going to get right into our next segment here. And this is going to go to Mr. Quinn. Quinn's going to tell me, or he's going to ask me, I should say. What I think of something I don't know what it is in mm. case you're new to the show here folks I don't know we don't know ahead of time We don't we- tell each other because then it wouldn't be as good It wouldn't be as funny So Quinn what do you got Well this
2: week I got a good one Okay, Because I think in the last couple of years It's been more hit or miss But I want to get a general discussion What do you think Of the WWE Hall of Fame <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. That's good now, what I have here for us is a list of Hall of Famers. Beautiful. Now, we kind of know the original ones, right? I mean, the first was... Was Andre
1: the Giant. Andre- they, they opened the Hall of Fame, actually, just for him in 93, right after but he died. It's,
2: it's, he, he's so big. Yeah, they, they, they had to a whole year to encompass his entire <laughs> seven foot four frame.
1: And then from um, ninety four to ninety six, they did these very casual like banquets, banquets, and it was it wasn't fully televised. They no. filmed it, and you would see clips here and yeah. there. And in those years, everyone that went in for the most part was very deserving. You had your gorilla monsoons, your honored scolens, mm-hmm. etc. And I can give you some of them. Um,
2: yeah, go ahead. in ninety four, we had Scolen, yep, Brazil. Bobo Brazil, Bobo sure. Bobo Brazil. The Nature Bobo... The first champion. Buddy Come Rogers, on, Buddy yeah. Rogers, yeah. Chief J. Stromo, I don't know how... He sucks. Yeah, he
1: sucks. He, that guy sucks. Yeah, he... He's, he's no Wahoo McDaniel, let me tell the you. He's
2: fake Wahoo He, he blows. D- you want to know...
1: By the way, you want to know who inducted him? Yeah. To
2: Tonka. <laughs>
1: Fuck that. That <laughs> now, whole thing... Yeah, now it all makes from sense. From the action zone. Yeah,
2: it all makes sense, right? From last week. Jeez. Yeah. Um... Who Classy else we got? Freddy Blassie. Totally deserves to be in. Gorilla. As
1: absolutely we,
2: now this one i have no clue who this guy is who is it? I, I hate to say it but i don't james dudley did
1: he was a promoter i
2: think now is this what the dudley boys know? shut up <laughs> yeah i don't i've never heard of him i was like i, I believe
1: he was a, a Devon's
2: uncle will like you a, <laughs> um okay so 1995 now this is the first year i remember this one
1: yep who do we got
2: antonio rocca you get, was he a big deal? I don't know much I don't about know. him Guess who inducted him?
1: Chuck Norris Diesel
2: <laughs> What? Fuck <laughs> I'll just say some of the inductions If they, if they yeah, strike me Yeah if it's me. notable
1: sure Big Cat Ernie Ladd He deserves it
2: uh, George Animal Steel This yeah. this. Did they really need this induction? Who with, did it? Oh god it's really bad It almost like is pooping on George Steel Who like, was it? Doink the Clown
1: Are you fucking <laughs> serious? And it was like 95 doink So yeah. it wasn't good It wasn't Matt Bourne
2: Yeah Ivan putsky Of yes. course, inducted by Scott putsky He sucked. But that makes sense. But Ivan Putsky is amazing. Yeah, yeah, he is I like Ivan putsky yeah, a lot. Very totally. totally. Moolah. Definitely. And obviously Alondra Blaze inducted her. Fine. Yeah. The Grand Wizard. Yeah, he should be yeah. in. Slaughter inducted him. Bob Slaughter. Pedro Morales. Yes. Inducted by Savio Vega. Absolutely should be in. Okay. Now we 96. go to ninety
1: six. Okay. Baron Miguel Secluda. No, that no, guy was that, a jobber. That's he, like putting Barry Horowitz in. Yeah. I, who, who inducted him? Gorilla.
2: Oh, well, here he is. Well <laughs> oh, here he is. That piece of trash. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he would say. Fuck that. Now, this guy, the next one, yeah. he should have been inducted in like the first year because to be honest with you, I think... That this man is like one of the singular reasons why they like ever got it
1: made it big. Can I guess? Yeah. Lou Albano. Captain Lou Albano. How did yeah. he how did he not get in the first year?
2: I know. Like, I know he's ridiculous. But if you know like how the history went with him yeah. and his contacts, we went over this yes. with the
1: Rock and Wrestling connection and there Cindy Lauper, uh,
2: they would not be where they were. They would not yeah. be, wouldn't not even be a company if it wasn't for this guy. Plus, he was a stalwart. I mean, yeah. that guy drew the money. Hell yeah! yeah. What I, else we got? Who this guy inducted? Him. Joe Franklin. Who the hell is that? No idea. Okay,
1: Johnny Rods.
2: How? Okay, no. I'm going to disagree with you on that.
1: You are the only person I've ever known to defend Johnny Rods as persistently and emphatically as well, you do. because because he, he's trained a lot of people. Who? Didn't he train Mick Foley? No.
2: who there was Dominic so-
1: DiNucci trained Foley. Oh,
2: there was somebody he trained he that was important. Bullshit. <laughs> but, okay, the other thing is that... I'm a, my, I'm a softie for jobbers, and he's like one of the big, like, one of the jobbers I would say is deserving in the Hall of Fame.
1: He was also very unpredictable. He
2: was. <laughs> um, Killer Kowalski. Yep. Inducted by Triple Horse. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, he did train him. Yeah, he did. No, yeah. that's, that's
1: good. <laughs> well, <laughs> Pat Patterson. How the fuck was he not in the first Throw him over the fucking rope. Throw him over the fucking rope. How was he not in the first all the things? We'll be covering
2: him in the Royal Rumble. Oh, hell yeah.
1: Yeah. You know who inducted him? Vince. Brett. You know, I'd like to say, (laughs) when you talk about the wrestling... Yeah. This one's weird. I can't believe... I thought this
2: one was earlier. What? Vincent J. McMahon.
1: Yeah, I remember him going in in 96.
2: By Shane McMahon, not... Vince isn't there, Vince okay, doesn't like to be involved now, yeah, in the whole of Isn't there a rule that Vince doesn't, like, do it unless, like, it's requested or something? He
1: inducted Blassie. Okay. That I know. Okay. But, yeah, you're right. Vince is very rarely involved in the whole of The Valiants. They Which should now, be Now yeah. that we
2: have seen what they could do I mean Johnny V sucks
1: but they, they were a but big deal but as a tag deal. team they were and great and the boogie
2: woogie he's great mm-hmm. like, they were great they, they were should ahead be of in. their time doing the two, 96 one okay so now we jump to 94
1: this is where he, you mean 2004
2: I'm sorry 2004 this is and where this they is started where, to get over the top with everything <laughs> Okay, this is. This, but this is a good class if I remember the first one is good okay so Big John Stud yeah okay, okay. fine fine uh, Don Morocco definitely yes <laughs> Greg the Hammer Valentine absolutely I love yep. him Harley Race. Harley Race. Yeah, Harley Race. Fine. Oh, wait, Quinn, can you just tell me? What?
1: Folks, Quinn has a, a <laughs> personal grudge against Harley Race. Quinn, can you quickly explain this story?
2: Now, I'm not begrudging his Hall of Fame induction. No,
1: no, he should be in, but Quinn, what's your personal problem personal with him? My
2: personal grudge is that I was at a Ring of Honor show in, I don't 2008 know, or something, six, right? 6, 7, I don't know, sometime around there, and uh, I was waiting in line in, outside the Manhattan Center, and this is before... It was a big this is before like Ring of Honor was always there. This was like maybe the first or second Manhattan Center show.
1: This might have been their debut there, right? Yeah.
2: And um, I was there, and we're waiting in line, and the temperature is like well below freezing. and it is so lousy out, and we're all waiting in this line outside. and I'm telling you like we're not early. like this is like when the show is supposed to start. And so we're waiting, and then all of a sudden, I <laughs> look down the street, and Harley Race is toddling <laughs> down the fucking street, and he just cuts the whole Fucking line, and he just walks the fuck in
1: while we're all like freezing our asses off. The the best part of this story, folks, is everyone else is like, oh, it's Harley Race, and Quinn was like all pissed. I was mad because it it was
2: freezing. So fuck you, Harley Race, you big heel. You had to cut me in the line. <sighs> Who else we got? Anyway, next we have Jesse the Body, he obviously. Totally, absolutely. No, more for a commentator, but yeah, he sucked in the ring. Yeah, he was terrible. Um, junkyard dog. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yep. He was a big deal. Sergeant Slaughter. Bob definitely. Slaughter, definitely. Uh the superstar Billy Graham. Yes. Yes, dad. Yes, yeah, the master of the poster right there. Yeah. Um Tito Santana. He, yeah. yeah hell definitely. Yeah. Bobby the Brain. I wish Monsoon bo- was yeah, here. I, I, Bobby the Brain, you can't I wish
3: Monsoon was here.
1: One of the best species. He should have been yet.
2: in ninety three. Like
1: one of the best hall of fame speeches ever was by him
2: and now this is where the celebrity wing comes into play is it pete rose pete rose that's a great I celebrity like to one. put in yep that's a good one i still don't see regis on this list but how about it <laughs> yeah okay 2005 okay the hulkster brother absolutely yep without question roddy piper
1: absolutely cowboy bob orton yeah now are we starting to veer with orton i think orton is he was part of uh the wrestlemania one angle
2: yeah this was like the WrestleMania one Hall of Fame people like it. Honestly, yeah. I'll, I'll list the rest. Jimmy Hart. Yeah, he should be in um, Nikolai Volkoff. Yeah, uh, Mr. Wonderful and the Iron Sheik. These are all like re- this is the WrestleMania
1: one like version. I think it sounds that way. Yeah, Iron Sheik should be in. I, yeah, I guess Orndorff. I don't like Orndorff, but I you, guess you have. A, you seem to have a problem with Nikolai Volkoff. <sighs> old Pennybacks himself.
2: What? Is, I, yeah, I mean, mm. it wasn't that good. I think he was with the company for like a really long time, though. It doesn't make him good. I, I agree. But okay, two thousand six. Yeah, Brett the Hitman Heart. Yep, I remember that. I was really excited for that one. Now Eddie Guerrero. This was the post humorous. You know how I I, I don't say that right?
1: Yes. Um, post humorous.
2: I'll just say post. After it was yeah, funny. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't funny that time. Stop uh, it, Mean Gene give me a break give yeah of course up. yep sensational sherry love mm. it love
1: her speech love, love
2: everything about her absolutely okay what do you think of Vern being in there Man. Vern verne gagne no comment <laughs> tony atlas okay now we're getting now, stupid yeah, that, here. that's a little much um, is rocky johnson also in or no i don't see him um not yet at least uh, William the Refrigerator Perry as the celebrity.
1: I don't know why. Just because he was in the Battle Royal. It's a weird pick. He's because, no Pete Rose.
2: Because you could have put like euchre in this year or whatever. Like, Lawrence Taylor. Yeah, something like that. The Blackjacks. Yeah. Yeah, they that's deserve fine. it. Yep. Okay. Now we have 2007. Oh boy. The American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. Of course. 100%. Yep. Mr. Perfect. Yep. Jerry Lawler. Yep. Um, Nick Bachwangle. Yep. Mr. Fuji
1: absolutely hell yeah the chic the original, the original chic. chic i mean yeah eh. this is when they started to not care if it was a wwf guy yeah anymore. yeah this is this is when that happened because he didn't do dick in wwf <laughs> jim ross oh, i can't so. okay i can't <laughs>
2: i can't believe after all the nonsense that <laughs>
1: Vince man has done to jim ross that he actually even put him in the hall of fame yeah but he put him in when he was still active i think to make him seem old
2: You really think it was just that?
1: I think JR had a problem with it at the time. That's bullshit if that's the reason. Or someone did. Wild Samoans
2: yeah okay okay mm. they were mm-hmm. the first of the that type yeah i mean they they really gave us a lot of people <laughs> now you if you're related to them you are you're like, a, b- you've you're a, already b- in the hall of fame there's probably like a baby being born yeah. right now that's in the hall of fame like in the womb because it was somehow related to them you think nia jack's hall of famer yeah, yeah probably <laughs> uh okay 2008 make okay, sure Rick Flair woo yeah, you have to be absolutely okay this one the high chief Peter Maivia why because he's related to the like
1: because <laughs> he's the rock this dad. is what I'm talking
2: about and he like, fought
1: Bob Backlund that one time when he had the mustache yeah. okay now Rocky Johnson's what the fuck with the rock people why did he get in though after Tony Atlas yeah
2: Tony Atlas is Bullshit. Rocky Johnson is okay. He's also bullshit, but he's it's bullshit, better. He's bullshit, but he's a slightly better, and he's The Rock's dad. They put
1: Saba Simba in before Rocky Johnson.
2: <laughs> May Young. Yep. Yeah, I would do that. No issue there. Okay, Eddie Graham. Is it, Which one's a, he now? He's the promoter from Florida.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That. Yeah, I think he should okay. be in. Sure. Gordon Soley Yeah But again This is where Vince Turned it into The Wrestling Hall of Fame Well he wanted to be Yeah The Wrestling Not even, WWF Well he doesn't even Like wrestling though So what is it The Sporting Sports Entertainment Sports hall of Entertainment of fame. Hall of Fame Yeah right. Gordon Soley should be in
2: Okay so the Briscoe Brothers Gerald
1: and Jack And their body shop too Yeah uh, <laughs> Vince we're gonna Break WCW's face We're yeah. gonna kill we're Their gonna children We're gonna kill them And their we're mothers stomp on their yeah. cars We're gonna
2: slash their tires I would put them in Just for their loyalty <laughs> <laughs> like, They are like Seriously, like, Gerald Briscoe is the most loyal person I have ever seen. Yeah. Like, he's the biggest WWE zealot. Whether I'm, that's good I, or not, yeah, I'm not I, sure, but yeah. <laughs> okay, so that's the end of 2008. 2009, here we go. Is this where it gets stupid? <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, one thing in it is really stupid. All right, let's hear it. Stone Cold. Yeah. Okay. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Yes. Definitely. Yes. Cowboy Bill Watts. Bill Wath opened the door, <laughs> yeah. and he came
1: in brother like the shot. I personally
2: that. don't like him. I don't like him either. He seems like an asshole. And I don't
1: really think he was a good booker either. The UWF well, failed. And his then... Mid-South show was actually pretty ahead of its time, but he seems like a fucking asshole, so yeah. I don't like him.
2: I don't know about him. He's successful.
1: Guess who inducted him? Jim
2: Ross, of, of course. Of course, yeah. That's my guy, Bill be a, be a watch Okay, here's where it goes. Here's where, here's where we get out God, of God, what now? <laughs> coco beware come on (laughs) this is where i this is the marker this is why this is the coco line this is the why i brought this topic up in the first place because this is what happens now when the hall of fame is like a yearly thing
1: this is when it jumped the shark yeah coco
2: beware really Where's the Brooklyn Brawler? Yeah, seriously. Coco, beware. We're he was <laughs> never good, ever. Coco, be fucking where? Yeah. Oh, oh, guess who inducted him? You'll really like this. Who? The Honky Tonk. I hate that guy. <laughs> He's a Hogan Sack stooge If shit. I've ever seen one, Howard Finkel. Definitely. Yep. The the Funks, Dory, and Terry. Not
1: Hoss. Uh, no, <laughs> that's not, <Dory>. not Hoss. <laughs> I'm just yeah. kidding. And the the whole Von Erich family. As, as a unit. That's Vince just giving some props up to world now, class. I would give I mean, Kerry in there, but the rest... I wouldn't give Kerry in there. Why? Because he's missing something. He doesn't something. have a leg to stand on. Yeah,
2: he doesn't have a leg to stand on. Uh, guess who inducted them? This makes sense, actually. Sam Houston. Michael P.S. Hayes. Fucking him, Because that was their primary feud, right? With Racist those.
1: asshole. <sighs> anyway. Um, <laughs> it's true. The 2010 yeah. million-dollar man... Yeah, I remember that one. That was good. He came out with he had the million dollar belt and everything yeah, too. It was, it was cool. Good.
2: Okay, this one's weird. Antonio Inoki.
1: <sighs> fine. I, I mean, because it's not if if we're making sure that we're just taking WWE away from the name of the Hall of Fame. Then it, if the point of this now is wrestlers that are good or something, like, yeah. then fine. Yeah. But here's the thing with Inoki that I have a problem with.
2: I know it's a big deal in Japan. Yeah. But. I just, I feel like even just in his own sphere, Mm -hmm. there's better wrestlers in Japan than he was. Like, I know that it's just because he got, like, it's, no. I know it's just because he started it. I guess because he's, like, a pioneer, right?
1: He deserves to be in, Quinn.
2: Okay. Wendy Richter.
1: Yep, big Mm -hmm. part of WrestleMania 1. She was a big deal. Yeah.
2: Um, Mad Dog Vashon. No. He doesn't have a leg to stand on either. (laughs) um, (laughs) Damn! Gorgeous George, of course. Gorgeous George, yeah. yeah. Definitely. And not the woman, Gorgeous George, no. the actual wrestler. No, <laughs> yeah. Um, you'll like this one. What? Stu Hart. Oh, it's wonderful. Stu, tell us <laughs>
0: exactly what you think about this. <laughs> it's wonderful. do you go? Oh, wait
2: a sec. Wait, did when did I miss this? Bob uecker is in the Hall of Fame.
1: He is? Yes, 2010. Where have we been? This whole time. We've had such a problem with him not being in, it turns out he's in. All right, we learned something today. Yeah, there we
2: go. Okay, 2011, my favorite, Shawn Michaels. Okay, what do you think of this one? Jim Jim Duggan. I like him. It's hard. But I don't, I don't know if he's a Hall of Famer. But this
1: is where you go back now and say, well, if Coco Beware is in, yeah. that's the problem now.
2: now see, this, this is, yes, exactly. Vince we, is smart. He put Coco Beware in so we could say that. Coco Beware is like a, a bottom basement <laughs> yeah. line of like, you have to be above Coco
1: Beware to get in the Hall of Fame. So in that case, yeah, then Duggan should be in. What about Bob Armstrong? Bullet Bob Armstrong? I mean, <sighs> if, no. No, yeah, no, just wait. no, no yeah. anymore. <laughs> yeah,
2: Sunny, no,
1: really, no. I know you like her though. She, like, she had like a two-year career there. Like, mm. fuck that. What did she? I mean, I like her, charismatic, talented, but she didn't do anything that long. Mm. I don't know. I she, but I think she was one of the first like
2: diva-style women. It, Even is that a so. good thing to go off of? But it is 2011, so back then they kind of liked that still. Yeah, I... She's timely, is why she's in there. Because for the time that she was put in there, they thought, oh, well, she was the pioneer of the sexy kind of diva, right? True,
1: true. Good point. Like,
2: so I think that's kind of why, but now that's frowned upon, so it seems weird that she's like in there
1: now. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Abdul the Butcher? Why? Yeah, he, fine. he doesn't have like, either like, leg just, to stand uh, on. <laughs> No, that's Kamala. Oh, sorry.
2: <laughs> okay, this one—you know—I'm gonna have a problem with this one. What? Legion of Doom.
1: Yeah, but they Fuck should be. Them. They <laughs> yeah, should I be in, though. They should be in. Did Paul Ellering
2: well, yeah, induct them? No, no. But, but, <laughs> but it gets worse. What? They put Paul Ellering in the Hall of Fame. Why? He's so bad. He's so fucking horrible. He never did anything. Why is he? You know what? Legion of Dumb, they probably were like, we're not going in the Hall of Fame if shitty Paul Ellering's not in the Hall of Fame. This stupid karate gi, that fuckhead. He's terrible. He's not deserving of anything. You know, the next guy is more deserving than he is. Who? Drew Carey. At least he was in the Royal Rumble. What are they gonna put Rocco the puppet in next year? <laughs> Fuck Paul Ellering. Okay, two thousand twelve. We're we're almost there. Okay. Mil Mascaris. No!
1: no yeah. Why
2: are we doing this now? What he well, isn't he in Lucha Underground? Or is that like no. Mil Masqueris Jr.? I don't know. Edge. See, I know no. you you're okay. Mr. Edge I, over there. I like Edge. No, he should not be he's in He's in well, he's retired this was when he was retired for good, so I they don't were care. like? Why do you hate him? I don't hate him. I just don't think he's that great. He was one of the top heels of his time. I don't like him. I disagree I with him. I don't you on have that. to like him. What The Four Horsemen as a collective. Yes. Mike Tyson. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He should be in the Boxing Hall of Fame too, but I don't think that's happening. Ron Simmons. Damn. Yes or no? Where am I? What's my criteria here? Well, I think being a pioneer is a big deal. Like Davy Crockett's in it. Yeah. Well, Abraham Lincoln should be in the hall thing. But No, but I really do think if you like pioneer something
1: like and I like Ron Simmons a lot actually. I like him too. So again, we're we're throwing the WWE banner out the window here, right? No. And it's just like the wrestling yeah, then At yes. At this point, yeah. Then yes, Ron Simmons. Yokozuna. Yes. I love Yoko. Now Yoko's a little borderline. Edge is in. Yokozuna's in.
2: No way. Yo- yes Edge way. Was way better than Yokozuna. Bullshit. Fine. We got a lot to go here, so hold on. So Mick Foley, mm-hmm. without question. Mm-hmm. Bob Backlund. Yep. We're in 2013, by the way. Okay. Trish. Yes. Yep. Bruno.
1: Yes. Booker T. No. Hmm. Really. Honestly, I, why should he be... I know he had like a decent career, but... He like, had a really good career, honestly. You think?
2: I thought he was a great worker. I thought he was... A, he had he was many good, titles, like... He, he had a...
1: Yeah, okay. He was you, a
2: good tag team wrestler. He was a good singles wrestler. He was the only good wrestler in Harlem Heat. <laughs> he was overall just good. I, I really think Booker T is is a good addition to the Hall well, of Fame.
1: Well, if Coco Beware is in... <laughs> stop.
2: Well, yeah, don't stop. That's kind of where yeah. it is, though,
1: you know? Okay. Then, yeah, fine. And now...
2: We must honor the President of the United States, Donald Trump, in 2013 in the Hall of Fame.
1: Recently inaugurated Donald Trump is also in the Hall of Fame, yes.
2: the Hall of Fame now includes presidents. So, I mean, I think Abe Lincoln should have been in
1: before Donald Trump,
2: (laughs) but that's another thing entirely. He's the most
1: famous president to wrestle. I think Jack Tunney should have been in, too, if we're talking presidents. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, Jack Tunney, too. Yeah. But didn't they have a falling out with them or something? Yeah, well, the handing out of the menus or something? Yeah. (laughs)
2: <laughs> Stop. Okay, 2014. Yeah. The Ultimate Warrior, which was super sad because he died the next that day. That was sad, and he he deserved it. Long before... I always liked that Linda inducted him on this one.
1: He picked her, specifically, yeah. that was yeah. really classy. That was, that was nice. That was a classy move. I liked his induction. Uh, obviously, if he hadn't had some, you know, whatever was going on with the two of them, I'm sure he would have been in earlier. Right. He deserves it. Yeah. Paul Bearer. Hmm. Only mm. on the... Only because of The Undertaker's career.
2: Well, I mean, he did manage Kane. That was a big thing for Paul Bearer. Yeah,
1: and he was Percy Pringle and world-class and all that. But he,
2: was a, he was a stalwart of the business. Let's put it that way. He was around for a very long time. Well,
1: if Baron Mikkel Cicluna is in, I <laughs> guess Paul Bearer should be <laughs> oh,
2: in. Jake the Snake.
1: With, yeah, yeah definitely. definitely. Lita? As, as Trish's it, it, yeah, foil. Okay,
2: if like, Trish is in, then yeah, Lita. Yeah, sure. she's Trish's... Sure. She's the macho man to Trish's Hulk. Fine, she's the Orton to, to Cena, right? Yeah. <laughs> this one. What? Carlos Colon.
1: That youngster. Oh, that youngster, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what do you Fuck think? that guy. <laughs> no. In his stupid territory where <laughs> Bruiser Brody was killed there. Yeah. I... World Wrestling Council. Yeah, my man. ass. 2014, though, this is a pretty good year. Okay year so far. We but... watched that one together, remember? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Mr. T. Definitely, right? My mother. My <laughs> mother. Yeah, that was a great induction. I loved it. Yeah.
1: I don't care what anyone says. I loved his, his and speech. F- and finally, Scott Hall. Yeah, it was great, that and was, I think Razor Ramon plus like not only Razor Ramon character, yeah. but then the Scott Hall NWO the character, the NWO is yeah. really
2: like I think the end if it's not in if we didn't miss it, uh, it's the NWO should be like the concept of the NWO because the Four Horsemen were in right.
1: Yeah, As but like a faction. You just can't put individual wrestlers in there because you're going to wind up with like well, a then bunch Scott of Scott
2: Norton's going to be in the hall and, of fame and, and like, crush
1: your favorite. Oh
2: yeah, okay, never mind that. But anyway, 2015. Yeah, the Macho Man.
1: That was finally that, that was awesome. Lanny Poffo, right? Did the speech a couple years too late, but yeah, yeah well deserved. Absolutely. Now as the celebrity Arnold.
2: Which I never got because he wasn't really in the WWF or anything.
1: No, I, I know he made an appearance in like '99. This was
2: something to do with some kind of connection with the Arnold Classic, where they would have NXT or something. That's why they did that. Isn't
1: that where they got Dana Brooke from? This is
2: why I think it's controversial because this is where they start using. This was the year they start using the Hall of Fame to kind of link themselves to stuff outside. Yeah, good it's point. It's like we have the celebrity wing, so we can just pick anyone. That was that was kind of shitty. And, and somehow Regis isn't in yet. Right. Okay, Rakishi? No, I don't agree no. with that. It was a fat
1: guy that danced. That's why he got in. He's
2: in because he's related to the Rock, and he <laughs> and he did it for the people.
0: I did it for the Rock. I did it for the people. I did it. I, uh, shut your mouth, your thong wearing fatty.
1: He did it for the people. Yeah, he was he he I, did, he really is because he's related to the Rock, and he lucked into what, like that fat. Thong dancing gimmick. Yeah. At a time where, like, everything was over. (sighs) Yeah. It's not talent. He just was fat. I mean,
2: Too Cool was more over than he was. Too Cool sucked. (laughs) Yeah, but they're funny.
1: They were funny. (laughs) I like them. The only time I've liked Brian Christopher ever.
2: Well, Scott, how could you hate Scotty Too Hottie ever? He's okay. He's so fun. He's fun. (laughs) Okay. The Bushwhackers. Yes, and we loved now, their speech. Do now, you remember that? Do you recall, before they went in, we were a little doubtful of this one? We were, did, I remember watching this with we you. We were
1: a little nervous about how this speech was going to go, too. Not even the speech.
2: I didn't think they were deserving. They are. But after I got to see more about them...
1: The Kiwis, the sheepherders. I was kind of herders, reminded
2: that they were kind of good.
1: And their speech was really fun.
2: Now, this one was great. Alondra, Blaise,
1: or Medusa... Yeah, I was fantastic. very happy that she was in. And she
2: definitely deserved to be She's fantastic. She was the fantastic. first, like, wrestler. Like, yeah. real, like, she knew how to wrestle.
1: Yeah, she was great.
2: And a good manager. Now, this one I hate. Larry Zabisco.
1: I wandered into Bruno <laughs> Saratino's backyard. Oh. Uh, well, I don't know what to say. Bruno's backyard. Fuck him. Now, where
2: do you think Larry Zabisco... As far as his relevance is concerned, does he deserve to be in the Hall of Fame? Because I don't even think he deserves on a on a wrestling level to be in the hall. and be throwing the Coco Beware out the window stuff. Larry Zbyszko. I think he's worse than Coco Beware, by the way, but anyway. He's the Kmart of people that should be in the Hall of Fame, okay? <laughs> he's in the Hall of Fame, like, Walmart section. Yeah. screw this guy. I'm sorry, no, just no. And here's where you lose me with the Japanese wrestlers, because whereas you could have, like, the Great Muta or something, sure, right? Sure, right. You have Tatsusumi
1: Fujinami, who? You know, he... I don't even know who okay. that is, I really. Think he was an NWA champion, wasn't he? Was he? I don't know. Oh, think...
2: yeah. He won against Flair, but in like a bullshit. One of those reigns where Flair drops it for two seconds yeah. when he was like a territory champion. Yeah, but he it was a
1: big deal. Hmm.
2: Big Daddy Cool Kevin Nash. <laughs> big Daddy Cool I, Kevin I'm just, Nash. I'm, I'm combining on purpose. Big to, Sexy Diesel. To encompass the career of Kevin Nash. Yes.
1: I don't think he's nearly as good as Scott Hall, but if it Hall's in, like you gotta put, put Nash in. Yeah, it
2: felt like they, if the Hall was in, Nash was in. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the la- last year, of course. Yeah. Sting. Yep. Deserving. No matter what you think of Sting. I know you don't like Sting. Yeah,
1: because, again, the bar has been lowered and lowered as the years have not gone Not even on. on the bar lowering. Bar lowering. Sting,
2: Sting is Sting.
1: Bar lowering. Sting is a
2: legend. Stop. If uh, I ever no. lose my <laughs> Stop. Faith. Okay. This is another one where it's like, what the fuck? The Godfather?
1: That was weird. It was just like their homage to the Attitude Era, I think. Yeah.
2: Michael Hayes.
1: Yes, is reluctantly, but yes. Yes.
2: Buddy oh, they put the all of them individually. The Freebirds, free yeah. Birds. Buddy, they all be Buddy in. Roberts, Terry Gordy, mm-hmm. Jimmy Garvin. Yep. They um, should be in. The Big Boss Man.
1: Yes. Absolutely 100%.
2: Now, in the women department, I don't think she's very like I I like her, but I don't think she should be a hall of Famer. Jacqueline.
1: Oh, wait, they put her in, right? Yeah. That was Weird. I
2: don't know about
1: that. I don't either. I don't think I she's guess, but yeah. again if we're putting in Trish and Lita I'm Yeah. fine. Stan
2: Hansen, the best Hell actor yeah. I had to ever exist.
1: Oh yeah. Now the celebrity that year was Snoop Dogg. Don't even get me started on that because that no. 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 <laughs> yeah. Um, no. That's not the celebrity that where's Regis? Where's Dem? Regis?
2: Where's Mary Hart? <laughs> Alex Trebek. Where right. are they? Alice Cooper. Yeah, there's so many. Um Joan and, Rivers. And finally, I just want to throw in there because they're technically Hall of Famers. I know what you're gonna the say. The WWE Ultimate Warrior Award, which the first year They did it right and they put Connor in. That was great.
1: Absolutely, that was classy and that was sweet. You are a Hall of
2: Famer. Absolutely. Fantastic, right? That's somebody you don't know. It's a fan. And it's that's what the Ultimate Warrior was talking about. People that
1: you don't that don't get recognized, right. right.
2: Like a fan that likes it and he had cancer. It's great. That's a great one. Last year, though they put in
1: fucking Good Morning America. Joan London.
2: Now as, as as do this as, with a straight face, when I dare you. As fans of Good Morning America, you and me of the '90s, yes, right? We Charles did, Gibson
1: and Joan London.
2: I love Joan London in that role. Yes, she is the original female co-host of Good Morning America to me. But you love her. The Ultimate Warrior Award, because I get it. She survived cancer, but first of all, this award wasn't meant to be just for like cancer survivors. It's also supposed to be for like custodians and like referees and cliff yeah and cliff the, <laughs> gu- the guy yeah i have no problem with them like honoring you know fans or whatever sure. that survived cancer but no i know on i the know other what you this is not the this award was not designed for that that's not what he said go back and watch
1: i've got you quinn
2: like it, the connor was good but we, this isn't supposed to be like every year thing. So right. I don't know what they're going to do this year. But
1: I don't know. I will say this: final thoughts on the Hall of Fame on my end. Yeah, and then I'll throw because it
2: now this is where I wanted to get at. Yeah. now that we went through the list, what do you think of it overall?
1: I think the original version that we were reading through from '93, or you know, the Andre, and then up to '96. No issues there. No. It was classy. It was banquet style. I think the first few years, maybe up until about 2007 or 8, yeah. of the modern version... Basically till we get Coco. ...was good, yeah. One thing I don't like about watching the Hall of Fame... Mm-hmm. is the crowd is just drunk and I horrible. I think they should
2: ban the crowd. I think it should go back to banquet. I I would I or invitee only or yes. maybe like keep it to 100
1: people. Like yeah. as fans. It's become very masturbatory and very self-indulgent. I wouldn't say it's masturbatory because I think <laughs> a little listen, bit of it is. Listen,
2: I think that the heart Vince has behind it is right. I Possibly. Don't, no, because it is because if it was a Vince McMahon thing, he would be all over it, but he isn't.
1: I think Vince he's knows very exactly George Steinbrenner what he's about doing it. and I think Vince knows what he's doing.
2: He's never going to be in the Hall of Fame until he dies, you know that. Yes. Like he's all he he's pretty intent on that.
1: He's also never going to die. So <laughs> well, it doesn't matter.
2: Everybody makes mistakes.
1: Everybody has flaws. Nobody's
2: perfect, okay?
1: Overall, I think it was a good idea. I'm tired of it. Because now it's you get people that you're like why why not
2: ti- I wouldn't say I'm tired I'm of tired it. I'm tired
1: of it I wouldn't say I'm
2: tired of it because it's only once a year it's not like we have to deal with it consistently yeah. if it was like every
1: month we'd hate it but true one thing though that I um I'm still not okay with Coco beware no Regis is not in
2: fuck yeah if he's not in this year um I'm protesting yeah. the Hall of Fame that's it yeah I I. Fuck Regis.
1: So what do you think, Quinn? What's your final thoughts on this before we wrap My up? My final
2: thoughts are like I was saying. I think, I, first of all, I like that it keeps the retro spirit alive. There hey, be that's people, what we do. Yeah, there wouldn't be people like us. It is nice that one night a year that we honor the wrestlers from the past. I agree. I think I think it's a necessary thing, you know? And I that, agree. And, it, and it's one of those things, what's great about it, it's one of those things that's never going to end because... As the years go up, newer guys come in and, you know, yeah, it'll one be time, weird. one year there'll be John Cena in the Hall of Fame and it'll be old and gray. Like, As there
1: should be John yeah, Cena in the Hall of right. Fame. You know, so. And we'll be able to do, um, we'll be able to do this in, in 20 years. Maybe we'll have an updated one. <laughs> exactly. If this show keeps going. Speaking of keeping going, folks, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're reviewing something.
3: Back
0: after this. A long way from being over. Plenty more action still to come.
3: Right now, let's take you to Regis. All right, here at WrestleMania 7, ladies and gentlemen, it's superstars and stripes forever. Joining me now, a superstar who makes his living on the fact that nothing, absolutely nothing lasts forever. I'm talking, of course, about The Undertaker, along with his manager, Paul Barra. Hey, what do you say, guys? How about this celebration we're having here today, huh? Isn't it great? (laughs) A great day to be alive, wouldn't you say? This guy must be tall, I'm 6'3", I can't get over it. Now, what what are you doing with that measuring tape, huh? 38. Oh, come on now, look, you don't have to take any measurements. I know we're all getting older, but...
0: 33.
3: Hey, you know, these guys are serious, aren't you? I think he's serious. Ah, boy. Listen, we're, 27. this is a live show. We're, we're, we're dying out here. We really should talk a little bit about, you know, your urn and who's in it and what's going on here. I played some dead rooms before. There I hope Alex are. Trebek is going to have a better time than me. Alex, how you doing? i got to get out of here now.
1: All right. We're back here on our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. Thank you for being with us
2: been a doozy of an episode it's been a doozy
1: huh? that is the definitive exhaustive hall of fame discussion quinn the
2: glossary of the hall of fame <laughs> that's right you that know i was saying to you we
1: should update it yeah yeah
2: every year when we hit wrestlemania let's let's update it let's update it right i our mean thoughts on because it
1: is retro it is retro it, that's our wrestlemania really exactly the hall it. of fame yeah. is like our wrestlemania <laughs> yeah Folks, so there you go <laughs> it's time for our last segment we're reviewing something <sighs> Quinn and I watched this today, mm. and this is at the request—not the specific show, but the promotion of our Twitter friend Ruben Vasquez Jr.
2: Yes, he, Ruben, this is this is finally—it's
1: happening. He was born and raised and reared on AWA in 1982, so and we, we weren't, and we were <laughs> not. This is way out of our level of expertise, out of our uh, swing. It is S- what is that called? Swing.
2: What is it? Uh, Not a swing wheelhouse.
1: Sw- swing set.
2: <laughs> yeah, wheelhouse. That's it. <laughs> that's 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 the name for it, right?
1: So we landed upon. We were sitting there watching our you know our CRT you know thirteen inch TV with we, the rabbit ears. We were doing some tape trading, <laughs> and we landed on this. We landed on AWA All Star Wrestling from June twenty third, nineteen eighty three, mm. and AWA All Star Wrestling was a syndicated show that aired in several markets. 1960, Quinn. until until the promotion closed in 91. Okay. Let's talk about that for a minute. Sure.
2: Really? They couldn't (laughs) just, like, have another change it ever? Like, even WWF, they had, like, heavyweight wrestling and then championship wrestling and then superstars. Like, they changed it all the time. Not all the time, but you know, every couple, every, every, you know, every decade at least. (laughs) Like this is, this show had been on for eons at
1: this point. (laughs) so old. Yes, and it feels that way. We open up with a Rod Trongard, believe it or not, who we just referenced. Was Abe Lincoln on those old episodes, <laughs> by the way? Just before we get started, sorry. Yeah, he had that match at a theater against uh, John Wilkes Booth, I think. Well, that was on the first episode of All-Star <laughs> Yeah, Wrestling, Lincoln right? put him over.
2: And Kennedy was there. And... Okay.
1: It was sorry. a shoot match, actually. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm very sorry, yeah, I'm too. Very, very sorry, ABA fans. <laughs> so, Rod Trongard is the ring announcer, which is Weird.
0: The first match, ladies and gentlemen, it is one four. Yeah.
1: normally he was a commentator. In this case, he's the ring announcer. As we mentioned
2: in the Cindy yeah. discussion, there, or not the Cindy, the um, the the house show, the discussion. house show
1: yeah. discussion. So our opening match here is Brad Reingens, who I, I've heard he's a name. He, I believe, he trained people. Also, he looked very wrestlery. That, that, very wrestlery. He fought a jawbarific guy named the Black Panther.
2: Yeah. Um. I had said that I thought the quality of like the studio was good for the
1: time for 83.
2: Yes, I think and I can see why people liked that.
1: Yeah, I guess so. I mean the it was clean, yeah, it was it, crisp.
2: It, compared to WWF's usual it, it taped dirty. in a taped in a in a closet, dumb <laughs> closet. I mean, come on. You know those championship wrestlings it looks like dog shit. What about were the NWA taped? What? At least that's brightly lit with the flags behind it and everything? That's fine. Flags. That's like a
1: cafeteria. Uh, it's
2: fine. That one works. And that one's more fun anyway, because the interview center is in plain sight. That's true. Like, and it's like they're it's like they're just there. All right, so like I, I like that
1: better. Let's get to this great match here. So Roger Kent is the commentator. He's an AWA guy. Oh, that's
2: who that was? Roger I, Kent, I didn't, yeah. He didn't even say
1: his name. No, did he? he didn't. But, you looked well, he did, up? Okay. he did later on. He did later on. So apparently they say like, Brad was supposed to win the Olympics or something, according to Jimmy Carter. Yeah,
2: okay. So this is, this is where we get a lot. <laughs> I'm getting the Vern tastes in my mouth all. <laughs> Already here. You know how he was with like our Olympics and like, you know, like this is the guy he thought was going to be like the next rock or something. Like, well, there was no rock yet, but the next like um, Bob
1: Backlund? I
2: mean, I don't who know. would we say the next superstar Billy oh, Graham or something? The next Vern Ganya. Yeah, That's who he ne- thought it would be. Well, he thought his son was going to be the next Verne <laughs> We'll get Gagne. to we'll that get later. To him later. but...
1: So the ring ropes here, this I found strange, Quinn. They're blue, red, and blue.
2: Which is weird because. You're the American wrestling <laughs> right. Association. Wouldn't it be red, white, and blue? <laughs> now, I get it. Their colors are mainly primarily blue and red, but... But still. Yeah, it's a little...
1: America. Yeah. So, Quinn, I have a quote for you. I'm going to read it. I can see why people like this back then. It's just better it's not dirty looking. What that do you was, mean by that? I mean, like I said, dirty?
2: as much as I love the WWWF or WWF <laughs> or whatever... Yes. Before the Hogan era... Everything is just dimly lit, and it looks like a garbage can. Like, it, it looks like it was filmed behind, like, like a mini-mart or something. Like, <laughs> behind it,
1: the mini-mart? It's
2: terrible. Like, it's just, I mean, you could smell the cigarette smoke from your TV. Like, it just, it's terrible. Like, you have to admit that this, this cleaner, more advanced thing, this is probably what Vince was seeing around the country and what he wanted it to be. But, you know... Really? Think about it. All the other promotions were doing the brightly lit way before they were. World class. NWA.
1: Mid-South. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Crockets, I mean by NWA. Yeah. But yeah. Did you notice how bouncy the ring was? Yeah, very, very bouncy. It was was like like a trampoline. trampoline. Yeah, it was like a trampoline. It really was. Yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe you can explain this, Quinn, because the commentator, Roger Kent, did nothing here. Honestly, he veers off for like a minute or two where he, it seems like he's calling Brad Reingans Jim Brunzel. <laughs> Which, by the or way, something. I originally thought Brad Reingans was
2: Jim Brunzel, so it was doubly confusing, but. I did hear the an antidote slightly before, and you kept trying to rewind it, but you kept missing it, and I was like, you gotta go back it's for VHS, this. It's
1: VHS, man. It's okay. hard.
2: But anyway, basically, he's talking about a story about another match that he recently saw with Greg Gagne and Jim Brunzel, but the way that he's saying it, it's like he's commentating the match we're watching. It's bad. Commentating that old match from, like, a couple weeks or something. So, yeah, before. so it
1: sounds like he's calling Brad Reingans Jim Brunzel. I
0: don't understand this. Well it looked like Jim Bronzella checked the guy We went for a flying drop kick. Looked like he had missed him. It's terrible.
1: It's bad. So I just, this match was extremely boring. And I called it very verb Yeah. And in the cars to me, as I'm watching this, especially the hairstyle, <laughs> Black Panther kind of looks like Mo. but I think the Black Panther might actually be better yes, than Moe. Yes, Mo from Men on a Mission. Yeah. Moe sucks. Moe sucks. <laughs> Black Panther is at least kind of respectable, but not really. Not really. Yeah. Now, Quinn, for all your commenting about how great this looks, how clean it looks, then you say it looks like the 60s. Care to explain that? Okay,
2: so I say that because they veer the camera to the, like, right a little bit, right? Yeah. And I noticed this, like, um, I don't know how to describe it. It's like, um, uh, I'm sorry, I know how to describe it. It's like a curtain. It's a curtain. (laughs) It's a curtain. But it's one of those old yellow curtains, so it, like, (laughs) looks like this was filmed in an opera house in the 70s or 60s. So then I, then all of a sudden my my view of this changed because I realized the reverse angle they're like Oh man, this is really old. This looks like that weird dusty match with like Dick Murdoch that they show from 69 all the time. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about I do with the, know what with you that mean.
1: kind of curtain I in know the know background? What you mean. Yeah. Yes. So a skullcracker gets to Brad Reagan's R- looks to me like, and this is a weird description, but combination of like Bob Backlund and Kurt Angle or something. I get it
2: because his trunks are Kurt Angley, but yeah, he's, and he's like built kind of like he's them. He's built like Backlund sort of too. Yeah, it's weird. He's got a upper Part, big upper part, yeah. big upper part, big upper part. Yeah,
1: Panther's a big tubs, right, Quinn? I mean, he's fat.
2: But what's weird is his trunks are like too big for him.
1: Yeah, they're like falling off of yeah. him.
2: <laughs> it's like he got like a fatter guy's trunks, but he's not fat enough
1: for them. But he's still fat. He's still fat. Yeah. Um. Some guy, one guy, just <laughs> yells out, "Boring!" And he's right. And Quinn and I are well. Angry. What's funny is because before
2: this, you had yeah. said, "Yeah, that it's this just match so sucks. boring." Yeah. <sighs>
1: So Quinn it and I are is. anxiously awaiting what mundane move is going to be. <laughs> I'm, the finisher. I'm predicting like an elbow drop. I right. think like it actually turns out to be a teardrop suplex. Yeah, you know, the the Saul side su- Yeah, the side back suplex, and it gets the first fall. Yeah, they don't
2: say they're now. now this match is two falls. Two out of three falls? Why? And that goes to Brad Rengin's. Right. We didn't say that. So
1: but... AWA fans, was this normal? Was two out of three falls in the
2: opening match on TV? It's what the hell? Was
1: it just like they would throw two out of three falls matches in All I'm there? I'm going to say about that again, mm-hmm. and I didn't say this at the time. Very yeah. Vern. Very Vern. Vern. <laughs>
2: that's that does that's pretty much describes this show.
1: Yeah. So we come back for the second fall, and speaking of falls, I'm falling asleep watching this. <laughs> this just sucks. <laughs> it, what, you, the, you really didn't like it, Brad puts on a fucking Indian deathlock. That was okay. And then Quinn, I like this quote from you. I'm going to read this jabron should lose two in a row. I hope to hell it doesn't go three false. It better not. I mean, it's a jobber match. Why is a jobber match two out of three false? What is the, does the jobber need a second chance? He's a jobber. Speaking of his second chance here, Brad wins with a lateral press, right, Quinn? A- <laughs> yeah. After what? <laughs> he, he, I don't even remember. It was a backbreaker.
2: <laughs> oh, yes. He gives him a backbreaker, but like, I. I felt that that wasn't a suitable finisher and that the lateral press really <laughs> yeah. is what finished him off. Because the way he pins him is weird. Yeah. Like, he lateral presses him, and he, like, struggles to wiggle his way out, but he just can't, and he yeah. loses. Like, so, it's
1: like a real wrestling match. So, Rhyngins wins the second fall with the lateral press, and that's the match. And the bumper music win is a Michael Jackson song. Yeah, Don't Stop Till You Get Enough. Yeah, from Off the Wall, right? Now, this is an 80s thing, where they well, early 80s, before the
2: music artists got upset. But Yeah, because WWE was using Thriller right yeah. around the this- Time. everyone's just using whatever the hell you'll see later on in this show they use other music but yeah it's they kind do. of weird it like, is
1: weird it's like oh let's just use this licensed music yeah. with no permission at all i wish i wish uh we could do that yeah. <clears throat> so mean gene then welcomes us to the show after the first match after a two out
0: of three falls match <laughs> good morning again everybody my name is gene Oakley, and i'm gonna be your host for the television program all-star wrestling
1: and we've got, just so you know, folks, what they would do is they would insert local market promos here. So right. whatever feed we were watching here, this is the St. Louis market.
2: Now, this this isn't to say there's commercials on this. No, there's
1: no commercials. I'm, yeah. Um, I'm They're, talking about the, it, within the show, right. they would insert into their syndicated, you know, packages. That some... Thing was going to happen in the area. Yeah, so this is for St. Louis. So every promo here is regarding a big show coming up in St. Louis. So we get a promo with Blackjack Lanza with who? Quinn, Bobby, the Brain Heenan. Yeah, about an the best manager singer. of all time. Absolutely. And Lanza had like what a polo or something <laughs> under his vest. So this is weird. Like
2: Lanza has a polo shirt, <laughs> and it's like um. It's like he's got his le- signature leather vest over the polo shirt. Right. Now, this kind of goes with the theme that Heenan looks like he just woke up. I swear that that's why Lance is also in the polo. It looks like a lot of these are, because fi- even Jean's a little subdued. It looks yeah. like they filmed all these at like seven o'clock in the morning. They just got their coffee like right
1: before this. Like, seriously. And apparently, the Missouri State title is like a thing. No, they're talking about NWA, too. Like, yeah, I didn't know they were bringing they're... up Ric Flair. Yeah, I'm
2: like, I thought the AWA was like a splinter thing. Like, I thought
1: Vern had pulled away from them. I a guess long he worked time with, ago. I guess maybe briefly he worked with them. I'm not up to par on that
2: right now. now I but thought the, I, they didn't say, but I thought the Missouri title is uh, NWA. It's a territory. They belt. did.
1: They said it was NWA. Huh. That's weird. Very, very strange. Anyway, uh, Mean Gene has, just so you know, a very red coat on.
2: Yes. Very well, I, red. Well, I mean, that, that was the AWA, like, signature. I know Eric Bischoff has one yeah. later and all the other... Doofuses that work there.
1: <laughs> so Minjin throws to a clip not from the same arena as the first so match. This,
2: yeah, this is really confusing because he does this with no like. You think they're just going to go to like the, another match, another match in the taping
1: area, right? Like you would see on NWA or like you would see yeah. on Championship Wrestling. No, no, no. Yeah. We, as Quinn said, joined in progress at some VFW. <laughs> it's Crusher Blackwell versus we don't know because they don't really say. They don't say at all. <laughs> So they don't, don't know know tell is. us if this is two out of three falls no, either. No, they don't. We'll watch it. The Sheik is at ringside, I guess, managing Bla- Blackwell. Yes. The ref, remember the ref? Yeah, the queen? ref
2: is, he's as big as, like, Blackwell. He's taller than him, too. And he looks like Stan Hansen. The
1: ref is gigantic.
2: Yeah, and he's kind of fat, too. And I'm just blurting out, what <laughs> is
1: this? <laughs> I, I know. They, I, like, like you, you had another comment I here. I cannot believe yeah. they're wasting Air time on the like literally most of this match it's like really poorly mm-hmm. lit by the way it's literally Blackwell walking around and just slapping this guy occasionally.
2: I don't, I don't get what this was hyping. Like they were like, I know they interview Blackwell later. I, is he like I don't know what what is he a threat? Like, <laughs> Why
1: is he a threat? He's he doesn't fat do and anything.
2: Short. He's terrible. He, I mean, okay, listen. <laughs> We are not A.W.A. stalwarts, So not maybe Crusher Blackwell was like this big thing. But this episode didn't make me think so. And it was so poorly edited and put together. It's and shitty. I'll get to that later. So Blackwell... They, 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 they announced mentioned it. <laughs> he, he rakes his back. Yeah. <laughs> and Blackwell... They, the announcer says, Wow, well, Blackwell sharpens
1: his nails. So right. when he does that, it like hurts. What? <laughs> that should be illegal. So <laughs> <laughs> Blackwell had some piece of shit suplex. <laughs> and I want to mention... There's one camera. The stationary camera makes it impossible to find out who Blackwell's opponent is or what's going on when they're outside the ring. <laughs> yes. And the announcer isn't saying the guy's name ever. No, no, so they never ever. They never do. Says
2: Steve something, I, but very vaguely and fast. We don't know like, who it
1: is. I'm sorry. It kind of looks like Gerald Briscoe, Honestly, it's not. Yeah, she gets involved big fat splash by blackwell which is called a body yeah the announcer calls it a body you could tell they had the shit announcer on this one (laughs) yeah that gets the win for blackwell and the winner is announced as chief ayatollah blackwell Uh because he has chic with him yeah back to mean gene okay and then i go
2: mean gene looks like he's falling asleep And then Gene says Hulk Hogan is the star of Rocky Three. <laughs>
1: yeah, remember those six minutes Hogan's in Rocky Three when he started. He's, he's bigger it? than
2: Sylvester Stallone in that movie. <laughs> remember his big love scene in that movie. Yeah, <laughs> I remember his love scene in The no Holds barn. Yeah, well, we do definitely remember that. We
1: get an interview with Blackwell now with Mean Gene. I swear I'm not making this up. He looks like a Janitor Blackwell from <laughs> my elementary school. I'm not even kidding. He, he does really love- does. What?
2: I, I this is what I meant about not being a threat. He just looks like a dude. Like he looks yeah. like someone's dad. He's not
1: like, good. He's just nobody. And, I, and I, I really, I don't know about you, Quinn. I really don't know what this Missouri title shit is about. Well, it sounds good. I mean, I was saying, why are they hyping Blackwell so much?
2: I guess he was a big deal. I really don't know enough Does about he him. Win? Like I,
1: I, I, it seems like they're they're setting him up to win the Missouri title. I yeah, but I know Hogan was involved in that whole thing they're hyping too. Yeah. So, if you remember th- remember this one this is awkward. Remember we cut to a really large arena but you don't see the ring, you just see like the arena and it pans right. around. Right. And then it cuts again to the ring with the match like they but the the original cut with the arena was like the people filing in. Yeah. And this wasn't like the tape edited or anything. This show is just that poorly produced yeah uh so this match now joined in progress is adrian adonis yeah against greg Gagne. now we're a couple months here before um the big before he jumps everyone, over to ww everyone thing. leaves this company. hogan heenan mean gene yeah and there's more now
2: i want to say here maybe it's in the notes i don't know but i think this is where i start to notice it mm-hmm. is that i think a lot of this seems very uninspired most of this program and from my understanding, a lot of these guys were not happy there. I know right, Hogan wasn't. The re- part of the reason they left so jollily and like went to WWF is because they weren't happy in the first. It sounds like the promotion and the people that work there—it's in dysfunction. Yeah, like a lot of it.
1: Now, yeah, I don't recall. I don't remember. I, but that, you might that be could right. be speculation. You might but be right. Just
2: everything's uninspired. Even Gene seems
1: uninspired, which is rare. Yeah, but maybe it's because it was like four in the morning or something when they were filming this. Quinn, I like this quote from you. This doesn't make me want to go to see the EWA. No, it doesn't.
2: I said it looks like it's in a toilet bowl somewhere. Still better than the action zone, though.
1: I debate that, but we'll <laughs> get to that later. Greg Gagne doesn't even look like a wrestler; he looks like an accountant. The yeah, guy looks like he looks shit. like Vern's uh, accountant son. And I love what you said when he's like Vern Junior. I'm going to put you on a toll. <laughs> yep,
2: yep. I mean, seriously. It, it, and then I'm like, it's the '80s, dude. Get out of here with that shit. Like, yeah, you know,
1: like <laughs> the the announcers are like barely commenting. No, they don't care about this. They mention it's been a 45 minute match. Oh. Oof. I'm glad it was joint in progress then, because yeah. it, it wasn't good. And we still have the stationary camera so literally this really happens, I swear to shit, this really happens. They go outside the ring and the one camera can't pick up where Greg Gagne yes, is like yes. laying on the floor. So you literally just see you, people sitting in chairs for like 30, 45, 60 seconds. It's terrible. It's like, terrible. It, the camera
2: is really limiting here, and I
1: don't know why they even use this footage. Right, and what I was saying then, as we were watching this, is compared to what NWA was putting out, and you know, for all Crockett, Crockett, Crockett when NWA, you say NWA I, I, that's yeah. what I mean is Crockett because these guys are NWA too. Really, I mean, uh, apparently, technically, but uh, compared to the NWA show, you know, yeah, the- World Championship yes. Wrestling, and what WWF was putting out, this show sucks in terms of production.
2: Yes, and even though WWF has the kind of crappy, dingy arenas, the cuts are good. Um, the commentators are talking.
1: Yeah, like it's very concise, it's, and the matches are quick. It, you don't want to. You don't want to the change point. the channel. Absolutely. Yeah, like so for all the shit Vince got for like his cartoony product, which and, was like, later, but yeah, even in '83 they weren't known. Like yeah. they weren't that well respected. Right. At least that was fun to watch.
2: Yes, and that's primarily the problem with this program. It's right. uninspired, and it's too, like, I know we like work rate, but it's too... This isn't work rate, it's though. No, but it's not work rate, but at the same time, it's it seems to have some kind of focus on that these matches are real yeah but like not in the good way it's like right no like if you were in a fight it might be boring to watch like <laughs> like if, if unless people did like awesome moves to each other and stuff yeah you're like, right because in a real fight yeah you wouldn't want to slap them around and like do that boring shit because you just want to not get hurt but like when i'm watching it on tv as a performance i don't want to see that
1: right i agree with you yeah. quinn Balding Greg gets gets his HP up. Remember that? He's just like all of a sudden he's resting outside. He's wandering around. I guess he kept breaking the count. I didn't really catch it. He was outside the ring for like three minutes. It was awful um and it's just all about jumping yeah, around that's right what i
2: said i said it's all about the jumping in awa because like literally when everybody like comes back in these matches they're like "Ooh, i'm jumping around and i'm punching <laughs> you and stuff like
1: so the finish is this uh greg Gandhi goes for a sleeper but like the other guy pulls him over adonis pulls him over the ropes it's a double dq and quinn can you describe this weird freeze <laughs> okay frame? so we get a freeze frame of them like f- kind of like kind of
2: fighting or something on the outside but the freeze frame is of them like not you can't even really see what they're doing it's just like a, a mish of a mishmash of them with like a, a big light bulb from a camera going off in the freeze frame and you yeah. can't even like see what's happening right it's, and it just freeze frames there and, and then isn't it just back to gene yeah. after that
1: so we cut back to gene and gene calls that exciting action Vern mm, gone sure. yeah Vern wanders in now yeah barges in really (laughs) and he says greg had an outstanding match i disagree with him on that one (laughs) quinn this is a quote from you i'm gonna i want to say it because i (laughs) I laughed when you said it burn's suit looks like puke you know that stewart's i'm about to eat (laughs) it's on his suit after i eat it what did you get from stewart's by the way a hamburger with some bacon and raw
2: onions on it yeah fries yeah no stewart's root beer stewart's the official um root beer of our podcast Mm, cheap pop so they
1: fucking i'm not
2: making this up they talk about horses <laughs> yes two minutes. yes he talks about how he has like his horses and that they're good at racing or something i'm like why the fuck is this on a wrestling show <laughs> why, why is, is this the the ver what's Vern doing in his life hour like <laughs> it's like oh i own the show i can just tell him about my other stuff i swear he's like it's like a want- retired guy talking about nothing
1: like really? He's bored. Like it's like train collection or yeah. something, maybe next week it's like,
2: I own a TV program, so I might as well share with my fans from the sixties about what I'm doing. What's he gonna tell us about his his like retro car that he's fixing up in his garage too next week? Like seriously. What a waste of airtime. Yeah, really, I mean honestly, this isn't the Dumont Network anymore.
1: Oh god. Do yeah. <laughs> you know what I will say though? <laughs> that, that Battle Royal? That it sounds about? good. It does some sound star good. power. Jesse the Body was involved Rick in that, right? Ric Flair? Ric Flair. They're talking about, like... Hulk the, Hogan?
2: Yeah, the best guys of the 80s, really. Harley Race? Yeah. Well, Harley Race isn't in it. The winner gets to face they Harley. Face Harley. You're right. Yeah. Sorry.
1: But, man, there's some star power in that, right? Big Ken star, star power. power. Some good stuff. Yep. So then... Who wanders in but Baron Von
2: Roskin. Yeah, he's wearing his merch, which is interesting, because this is the beginning of that.
1: Very early for merch. His promo is literally about nothing important. He's it's just like, like ah,
0: bah, bah, bah,
2: bah,
1: Yeah, okay. I'm good. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, claw power says it all. I'm coming to show you, and to win the belt, and then on to bigger and better things.
2: That's literally what it is. Yeah. Like, there's <laughs> nothing really to report for, no. from our end. I'm
1: good, and then yeah. we cut back to the original arena from the from the start of the show.
2: Yeah the the tape the taping arena.
1: Yeah, the ta- <laughs> I wouldn't call it an arena. It's more like a studio. Yeah,
2: and this is a great team. <laughs> Nacho Barrera. <laughs> Baroa. Now, I thought it was Macho Baroa, but I could be mistaken. Are you sure? I hope it's Nacho. <laughs> I didn't. They don't have
1: on-screen graphics, so I don't know. They don't. Which and, is another problem. In yeah. 83, you should at least have that. Yeah. And Curtis Dean, who just looks like a teacher. Yeah. Dad, I don't know. And who's he fighting, Quinn? Hulk Hogan. Awesome. The incredible Hulk Hogan. It's a two-on-one match. Hogan has to pin them both to win. <laughs> yes. It's two-on-one.
2: And um, Hogan in the all All red red
1: with white boots. Yeah.
2: How did you what do you think of that? I thought he looked awesome. I he sticks out like a sore thumb. He's the only thing in this promotion that's
1: good. So far on this show, he is not the to say only that thing. the
2: guys that were in this promotion weren't good, but they look right. uninspired. Yes, Hogan is fresh. Hogan looks like I want to be the best wrestler in the world. He like looked, he looks like a star. Yeah, right? he
1: really does. He looks like a star. This is the Hogan I like. Yeah, me the, too. And you know what I like about it? He's doing some wrestling. It's not quite his WWE power quite Japan, style, but it's a little bit. It's a little bit in between. Quinn, what do you think? You mentioned mentioned Greg Gagne here. Do you? see this quote Greg Gagne looks like poop compared (laughs) to this guy
2: and I was saying that because I think Vern wanted Greg to be where Hulk was but Hulk is just so much better in every way possible and we know that from history Greg Gandhi never became anything. After the promotion folded, nobody wanted to take him. No,
1: I mean he worked for WCW, and he seems like again, we've said this recently, I he have seems no like a great guy. No
2: problem with him. He's a yep. very nice man, but not not a, a star. star wrestler. And I don't think even when we watched that AWA DVD it doesn't sound like Greg had any ambitions to be a star. No, I don't he think wanted he... wanted to be a mid-carder. Yeah, and right I don't just...
1: think he inflates his importance or anything. No, he
2: doesn't, and that's what I like about
1: him. Yeah, he seems like a pretty cool guy. Cool guy, yeah. So Hogan legs, leg drops them both at once and pins them both? That was a nice little ending right there. And yeah. I like this uh, at the end of the ma- match,
2: uh, Eminence Front by The Who starts playing. Weird bumper music, yeah, right? It's good, very good bumper yeah, good bumper music. Definitely. Yeah,
1: definitely. So we cut back to Gene, and then this was weird. Yeah. We're just... they're wasting time on the show. We get a clip from Rocky 3. Okay, they're
2: showing a clip from Rocky 3, and I understand they want Hogan to seem important or whatever, right? But come on! But but here's the thing, is you only have so much airtime. Right! You only have an hour, and this is your big syndicated program, and you're gonna show Rocky 3 footage from, like, two years ago or whatever?
1: Between this footage... And Vern talking about horses, you know what Vince would have done? There would have been a squash match in there. Yep.
2: You and could that, have fit a whole squash In that match. amount of airtime,
1: yep. you would have seen a guy, and another his re- finisher. Yeah, another
2: wrestler. Yep. This is why they were better. Yeah. This, I have and to say. And this is considered their good era. <laughs> yeah,
1: it was just surprising. Yeah. I have to say, Hogan's acting, though, in Rocky Three better than No Holds wow <laughs> Well, anything's right? better than I No mean, Holds come on, Mr. Nanny's better than No Holds Bard. <laughs> Um, Gene says Hogan weighs three hundred and forty one pounds. I didn't really notice
2: that, but I did. That's funny.
1: Which is not ever what he weighed, and it's not ever what WWF announced yeah. him as. Yeah, um, I like
2: this next match. Who Just, is
1: it, Quinn? It's Ken Patera against who? It's
2: the, first of all, let's let's say this. This is the pre prison <laughs> Ken Patera, the good one. That's awesome. Bleach blonde hair. Bleach blonde. He's he looks great. He looks great, I like this but his version. opponent's name is fantastic.
1: What? Mark Bland. And that is very suitable name.
2: Yeah, and that's very obviously just thought up on the fly to like... <laughs> you
1: think? Yeah, I mean, come on. That's so obvious. I don't know. He's um, bland. Patera is, of course, with Bobby Heenan. Bobby Heenan has khakis on. He's kind of dressed like 80s David Letterman. Yeah, it's
2: just really <laughs> The awkward. dark
1: blazer and the khakis. I love this combita- combination of
2: heel Patera with the blonde with Bobby the brain. I love it. Yeah, me too. I think that's I,
1: I know it was in WWF briefly. Yeah, be- until about eighty four, eighty five. Yeah. Yep. But I love it. Yep. Uh but I have to say though, it, it, it is the good Patara, but even for a squash match, this is boring. Again, uninspired. They're wiggling around. Yeah, it's just it, like it bullshit. Just, it's
2: I I I'm telling you, I'm a lot of this roster looks like they are not happy with what's going on. Yeah. They're You're, not yeah. even trying.
1: Patara jumped soon after also. Yep. Pantaro you know, was another one to leave. Yep, and I don't, I don't blame him. I don't either. Look at this place. Well, you said Quinn. I mean, it, it, he gets the win with the superplex. By the way, which is s- a good finisher. By the way, that, it was. that actually looked good. It looked good. You said Quinn, and I think you're right. If he hadn't gone to prison in '85
2: or I whenever guess. it was '86, yeah. when he got convicted,
1: yeah. he would have been a star.
2: Oh yeah, without question, he would have been. He would. He would have regained the Intercontinental Title. You think so? Yes, he would have been huge. Uh, he would have been a mega heel. What he would have been a great foiled in the Macho Man. Even imagine. Really, those two, you think but, so? Yeah, yeah, that
1: would have been good. I don't think that ever happened.
2: I mean, he's just he's got it all as far as the character stuff is concerned. He may not be the best in the ring. No, but he wasn't. But bad. he's not bad, right? And, and I just think he's and he's huge. He's very he's a big, big he's impressive a big looking guy. guy. Yeah.
1: Yep. And he had charisma. Yeah. Just a great character. I don't know what the hell happened to him after prison. Yeah, I mean... He looked like Well, it shit. seems like he was punished
2: almost, right? Like, that's what I always felt. No, they what-
1: brought him back and it was a big feud, remember? Against Bobby
2: Heenan? Yeah, but the Which- pu- to me, the punishment was what they made him look like. <laughs> because they... They, to- they <laughs> looked do- like Richard Simmons. Why did they not let him bleach blonde his hair again?
1: Maybe he didn't want to. Really? That was his signature. It's not good for your hair. <sighs> Whatever. Anyway, so that look like is. A lady. That's the last match of the show. We cut back to Mean Gene, and Patero wanders in. He actually has a beard. He looks like David Schultz. He looks cool. He does look cool.
2: Like, he just looks like a badass. Bleach
1: blonde hair with a dark beard. Awesome. He looks kind of cool. Is it like NWO Hulk? <laughs> <laughs> he calls out Hulk Hogan, actually, about this, yeah. you know, Hulk St. Louis. Thing. And then Gene's just like, oh, we have to go. Yeah. And you just put on the bottom of the
2: notes. Absolutely hard show. Yeah, this was hard. I'm now, sorry. Also, this was bad. There was one comment that I've been holding back. Go for it. That I realized just now while we were reviewing this. Yeah. Now, do you remember I said about that curtain in the back in the taping area? Yes, I do. And you know how the show's been on since 1960 or whatever. Yes. I'm pretty sure this uh, this this taping area is that same area. Where they show Verne selling the oval teen or whatever in black and white in the AWA DVD. Oh god. Would you doubt that?
1: I would not doubt that, Quinn, no. Th-
2: that that yellow curtain, it just all of a sudden it rang a bell, and I was like, Oh my god, this is the same fucking studio. You're isn't probably
1: it? right. I, I honestly, you're probably right.
2: And I think that was the problem with the AWA, and I think a lot of people sum it up that way was nothing ever changed. And yeah. even though they had these, look at the talent on this roster. They had great talent. It's great. It was not a question of talent. It was a question of motivation. Yeah, and
1: and and looking and, and decisions and production. A lot of things you can notice here because we're on the cusp of the Hulkamania era in WWF. Yeah, I mean we're only six seven months away. You when know?
2: mean you know what stuff what hits home really hard here? Yeah, what Mean Gene always commented about in a lot of DVDs about why he went to WWF. And it it sounds like he's old school, but it makes sense when I'm watching these programs where he's at now, Mm -hmm. is he always says the technology. Yeah, he
1: does say that. And I
2: get what he means by that now, is that you look at the production style of these other promotions –
1: they were way... WWF was that's, way ahead. That's
2: what Gene is talking about. Yep. He's an old school guy. Yes, he but is. But that's
1: what he means. Yep. Like, and I'm not saying WWF was the first. I mean, Bill Watts was ahead of the curve I there. I know
2: WCCW was and really... World class, yeah. ...ahead of its time with that stuff. But
1: AWA, man, this is hard to watch. I mean, really, it was poorly produced it and looks edited. Like it,
2: it looks like it's prepared for the 60s. It's a little brighter. It's got the brighter stuff. I'll yes. give them that. They did do that.
1: But it is behind the times already, I think, in 83.
2: It seems to me that it was ahead of its time for 1960 or 70 or whatever. Sure. But by the time you get to 80s,
1: it looks... It's smooth. nothing compared... We remember If you remember, folks, in episode 11, we reviewed Championship Wrestling from 78. Yeah, and even though that's in a janitor's closet... And five years earlier than this, yeah. that show way ahead in terms the of production. The way it's produ- produced is Absolutely. way better. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Much tighter, cleaner, more and succinct then, product.
2: And you know what? I don't want to crap on awa because i can see why people have their memories they got a lot of characters absolutely no no, no. of course yeah and i can see how even maybe five years earlier this promotion might have been vibrant yeah but not right here where everyone's getting ready to leave. This and... looks like a terrible show. Yeah. I don't
1: know anything about the context around it, and I'm not going to pretend to. No. You know, I don't know about this period it's of time. an interesting show. I'll say that, too. It was an interesting slice of wrestling history. Yeah. But to I can... see
2: what was actually happening.
1: Right. And I just, I can't say I thought it was good, though. And I'm, I'm doing that with no bias. I no. mean.
2: No. Not I at just all. can't
1: say I thought it was good. It was hard to watch. And I'm usually the one more open.
2: You know that, like, as far as to, like, other
1: brands. Yeah, you're you more were. forgiving than I am yeah, with and, that kind of stuff. And I didn't think this was the worst show in the no, world. No, I didn't either, but it was hard to watch.
2: Yeah. I w- I'm still going to say it wasn't as bad as Action's Up uh, from 95. Yeah, I know
1: you... It's a toss-up for yeah, me.
2: Yeah, I, I thought that was just pitiful. But yeah. this is this is the second this worst. This is pretty damn it, bad. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, overall, though, I can see why the AWA started to take a dip, like you said, Quinn, with people just being uninspired. Yeah, everyone. It's easy uh, to see it.
2: Across the board, yeah. everyone, every star in the roster looks uninspired. Even Bobby the Brain, he, he's never uninspired. Yeah, yeah, even
1: he was uninspired. But you know who is inspired? We are, Quinn. Yeah. And we're going to continue, folks, to bring you great retro wrestling memories and discussions and content as we move along here into 2017. Mm. Don't forget, Scott Keith will be joining us this Thursday for our Royal Rumble special. Oh, I I will be in my glory. That's going to be a time. I cannot wait for that, folks. I want to remind you to check us out on the Twitter. Maybe Ruben Vasquez. You can let us know. Yeah. Maybe some facts that we didn't pick up on. Maybe, Maybe some things some we're not aware AWA. of. AWA. Yeah. Recommend something for us to review. If we can, we will. Yeah. Find us on the Twitter at OVP Podcast. You can email us at Podcast at gmail.com. That is Podcast at gmail.com when we've got the website ovppodcast.com, right? Yep, we got ovp podcast. We're on iTunes. I'd love it. Folks. And all that stuff. If you're listening, whether you're on place to be or just on regular B, <laughs> yeah, leave us a review on iTunes. We'd really appreciate yes, that. Please, please. Colt Cabana, we're coming for you. We're coming for you, brother. <laughs> folks, so long. Have a good rest of your Monday. Have a great week. We'll see you a
0: few days early this Thursday with Scott Keith. See you later. See ya. All right, fans, you've just seen exciting action featuring high flyer Greg Gagne. I want to bring in Greg's father, Vern Gagne, former World's Heavyweight champ. Vern, a lot going on in the in the horse business, so to speak. And that's <laughs> we're in St. Louis, uh, something happening very close. Well, uh, Gene, I just got to refer here to Greg. I thought he had an outstanding match here uh, with uh, with Adonis. Uh, he's had. Uh, uh, other ideas of becoming a football player when he come out of college, but wrestling really was in his blood, and that's where he lied. He he forsook football, a chance to play with the Atlanta Falcons. Give me a break. I'm in the pro football. I'm very very proud of that fact. I just wanted to mention that. All right. Yes, uh, I am in the, the quarter horse uh, uh, business, shall we say, and as my hobby also. And I do have a great, great stallion. Oh, that's uh, at Cuba, Missouri? At Cuba, Missouri, with my uh, good trainer and good friend, Jody Gallion. What a goose! his beautiful wife, what a and uh, the horses out there. And we got a, a stallion that we think is one of the top stall- quarter horse stallions in America today. Who and cares? Uh, so anybody that's interested in having quarter horses bred, Jody Gallion in Cuba, Missouri is a man to, to, to see. When you when stop you stop stop.